Welcome to BitFriends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. BitFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For information about BitFriends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.bitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at bitfriends.org. BitFriends podcasts are now sponsored by my Vitiligo team. Welcome to Living Life and Love at Night. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So tonight I have a very special show for you. Um, I wanted to talk about relationships and dating in this particular era of era of COVID and, and, and everything else that's going on. So I have a panel of guests with me. So before we dig into our conversation, I'm gonna introduce my guests and let them say hi and maybe tell where their names and where they're from. So I'm gonna start with Daryl. Say hello to the listeners. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is Daryl Moore, Winston-Salem, Phi Beta Sigma all day long. Uh, just a happy to be, I'm, a, I'm, I'm elated to be here tonight. And awesome. I hope that something is said that will spark your heart. Most definitely. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Then I'm going to go to April. Welcome, April. Hi, it's April Autumn Jenkins, also known as April Autumn Sparks. What sparks you? Um, so I didn't know we were repping our sets, Daryl. Oh, we're going to rep. Let's go ahead Oh, we rep? rep? Okay. Yeah, let's rep. So, <laughs> Um, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes, um, I'm very excited to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Awesome, welcome, April. Let's go to Darius. Welcome, Darius. Hey, how's it going, my beautiful black people? My name is Darius Dempsey, originally from Boston. Now I'm residing here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, well, I don't have a frat to rep, but if you haven't heard of Man Cave, but you will. All right. <laughs> you know that look, you gotta rep yourself sometimes. That's all right. All right. Uh, let me throw it over to Millicent. Good evening. This is Millicent Meadows. I'm here in Hartford, Connecticut, born and raised. And I represent myself, Miss Leo. And um right. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Oh yeah, we they're gonna enjoy the enjoy this conversation. We have a great time. Let me go to Dre. Welcome, Dre. Andre, what's up, man? Andre Lewis. Uh from New Jersey, uh, residing in Hampton, Virginia, and I bleed blue. Oh, that sounds like one blue of those sigma. Blue <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it seems like it's a sigma function, but it's not. Um, yes, I'm a sigma also, but we'll get back to that later. Let's throw it over to Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Hello. Hi, I'm Stephanie Richardson. I am a native Texan. I uh, currently reside in Austin, Texas. And my favorite colors are pink and green, skiwi. Okay, I wonder why. <laughs> but but you know, look, we're gonna have a great conversation. As you can see, we have men and women on this this conversation, uh, different backgrounds. Some people from the same states, um, but people are different. We have uh, a couple of members with vitiligo. Some people not. Um, we have um, guests on our show that have been married and divorced, and we have a guest that's still married, going strong. And then we have. Uh, a guest that has never been married. So we're going to have a variety of conversation uh, on the topic of relationships and dating um, in this era. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Let's start with what are our feelings concerning 
dating and relationships in the era of COVID. And I will start it off. And then after that, somebody else can jump in. Um, I'm going to be honest, you know, when we talk about fears, challenges, and, and the safety, you know, I'm a little fearful at times because, you know, we're still dealing with the pandemic. Um, and, and not just with the pandemic, but just being open with people at times. You know, when, when you start dealing with relationships and dating, it, it is a sense of fear because nobody wants to go into any type of situation and get hurt. And I think what has happened with this COVID, and this is my thought, with this COVID era, people are coming out of it and people are seeking companionship, but not necessarily a relationship. They, they're just seeking a ship, you know? So I, I feel like we do have to be careful because, you know, we went through a time period where there was no interaction with people, none. You know, everybody's either stuck in the house or you're very limited on who you interacted with. And I kind of feel like, you know, just me, you, you know, I want to be a little fearful, a little bit cautious, you know, on who I'm interacting with. Um, anybody, your thoughts, your opinions? I'll go. Oh, sure. <laughs> so this is Stephanie. Um, I think COVID kind of messed us all up a lot. And now you got these heightened levels of caution and worry and anxiety you don't know who's vaccinated you don't know who's right. an anti-vaxxer you don't know wh where whether to meet in public or over the phone virtual dating so it's a lot of what is going on how we're going to do this so a lot of people are kind of just choosing to chill right um anybody else um any of the fellows have any opinions on um, the fears and concerns at this point. Well, uh, okay, you can you can go ahead, Daryl. Um, all I was gonna say is uh, when Mark said ship, um, I've experienced um, a few that want the ship but not the relay. Mm. They want the ship but not the relay. So, you know, and that's that's I've experienced it in this COVID era. I've experienced it pre-COVID, but um. More so now, because since things are opening up, like you said, a lot of people want to venture out and do things, but some just want the relay and not the ship. So, I, you know, I consider the relay sometimes for me at 51, that's a waste of time. So so I'm looking forward I... to Hey, let's this go, is let's April. Let's go to April, then Darius. Yeah, I, I just wanted to interject a question. So I've heard about the ship, but not the relay. Like, maybe we need to put some definition behind that because maybe what I think is a relationship, some people might think it's just the ship or I don't know. So can right. we define some of that? Well, as far as me, when I was saying like the, the relay, uh, I've seen a woman that's my age now and it was like maybe she was the uh, the aggressor the fast one you know and we met at church actually but um i, I said i was going to open up that door and i opened up that door and, and gave her free reign but to her I've, and i've asked this question what is your view of relationship do you understand what relationship really means i said we can't get confused with relationship and routine Anyone can have a routine, but a routine is certainly not a relationship. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. For Let's that. go to thank you, Daryl, and thank you, April, for throwing up that um, that question. Um, and also, a relay could be they could be running from something. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind too. Well, let's go to Darius. Yeah, um, I feel like my experience tends to always be opposite of so many people. Um, I have not experienced a lot of sort of obstacles in terms of meeting people just because of COVID. I think I may have only talked to maybe three women that where that was like a real concern for them. Um, most of the women that I've talked to, um, that was never really an issue. Um, uh, COVID was not an issue in terms of, of um, us trying to um, meet up or sync up, you know, um, go on dates or or whatever. I mean, the limitation would just have been during the, you know, when everything was shut down, it was limitations in terms of where you can go and what you can do. Um, but in terms of people actually wanting to meet face to face, it was really, are you going to wear your mask? Wear your mask and you're good. So I haven't really had a lot of trouble um, in be, due, due to COVID. It's been other things, but not COVID. Gotcha. Understand. Um, Millie or, or Dre, anybody want to add something? Yeah. Um, when I was, I was listening to uh, Stephanie when she was talking about um, uh, the online dating thing. And I know a few people who have went towards on, online during this COVID. Um, but I also seen that like after the first year, like after like six months that everybody had to stay put, you know, saying everybody stay put, the percentage of online dating just shot up. You know, everybody was online dating and just, you know, trying to find somebody. But um, I tried that years, years ago. And um, sometimes you got to be cautious. Just like she said, you got to be cautious and careful because you're not meeting the real person. Some This is not everybody, though. You're not meeting the real person. Sometimes you're meeting their representative. So, you know, with that, like I said, it's to each his own when it comes to online dating. But um, you just with that, I'm just saying... You just got to be cautious and careful. And like Daryl was saying, you know, when you meet somebody, my thing is keep it real, be upfront. Cause some people just want somebody to hang with, right? somebody to go to movies with, to dinner with. They said, I don't want to be serious. I just want, you know, and my thing is just keep it real and be honest and upfront. So we ain't looking for something. So we not hoping for something Right. from either party, you know, cause you just never know. So, right. Uh, this is Andre. Um, so me being married, uh, and I'll refer to this, me being married is, is different for me, but I, I put myself in a place where if I was single, um, so two things, I think uh, as far as the, I'm gonna make a quick point with the online dating, the online dating is kind of hard because, you know, I, I remember one time, you know, we were looking for, to buy a car, right. And I'm looking online. And I'm checking every little box. I want this, 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 this. I want, it has to have AC, it has to have a CD player, it has to have this, it has to that. And it had all of that. And then it's just like, okay, I got everything I want here. And then when I get there, mm, just not feeling it. It had everything I want, just not feeling it, right? So when we, when you're online dating and you checking everything you want, you know, everything looks good on paper, you know, they, they look attractive, they're pretty or handsome, whatever you, you want to call it. And then when you meet that person, you know, you know, their ideas of, of, of what they want in life don't match yours. So even though it looked good on paper, it's just like, you still 
have some issues with some major issues with what they want in life and stuff like that. Cause checking boxes ain't going to tell you that. So I think it is kind of hard with the online dating. And in terms of um, like COVID, I think COVID made it extra hard. It's hard already to, to, to find somebody because I, it's more, I, I look at, you know, like dating is like losing weight. Like you just can't do it in a day. It's, it takes time to know somebody like even like if you've known them for for two months like that may not be the real person not to be negative Absolutely. but you know i'm just keeping it real it may not be that real person that may be the and then you know you know if you're faking it it's gonna come out mm -hmm. so you can't right. pretend for 20 years you know what i mean so it, it just takes a lot of time and the, and the the bad part about that is that if you invest your time in this person so many years or a couple of years it's just like and it doesn't work out you know it's just like wow it's time wasted but actually you know you actually learn something from it um but for me you know it was it was it was weird with me because like i asked my wife to marry me two months after i met her and and i don't know why i knew but i just knew right like i right. knew i knew i knew i knew i was like i'm, I'm i would have bet all my money on it like it would have worked out like i just knew <laughs> But it's not that easy. Like, you know, you hear the right things when you're single, people say the right things and they, they, you know, it looks good from the outside, but you know, you bite into that apple, man, it might be brown inside. It may be red delicious on the outside, but you never know. It, it could be brown in the inside or worms in it. You never know. It just takes time. So I think that's the challenge with, with, with finding somebody in general and COVID made it that much harder because now you're shopping for that car online. You're talking to them online and you ain't spending that time with them you, you know you're not going bowling with them and all of that stuff and you know it just makes it a little harder so well yeah. let's talk about that um since we we brought up online dating that is one of the topics i wanted to uh, discuss let's go ahead and dig into that and then we're going to jump backwards and um then move forward so um i i myself have tried online dating and i've met some unique people on online dating and I say unique because you know I'm not gonna say this person was bad but they just didn't fit like like you said my view of that person um you know online you can you can doctor up your picture you know you can take that picture from that angle that everybody looks the same from that angle you know um and when you meet the person in person is not wait a minute that's not what you look like online you know or great or sound great rather yeah i did this this that this that like you said checking off all those boxes but once you start getting to know the person you're going ah, it's not what i thought because you get to see the real person that person may have an attitude problem insecurities or you know other things that can create challenges that you didn't see online because they don't have to be upfront and honest with you however the same thing can happen when you meet them in person thank you you know, same thing. And I said, the difference is when you see somebody in person, let's say pre pandemic, because right now everybody has on a mask or everybody mm -hmm. looks like a ninja, but <laughs> I'm just being real. Um, pre pandemic, when you can see somebody, you automatically went, Ooh, that person looks nice. Mm -hmm. But then you spark up a conversation. You can kind of get a feel of the person through there that cuts out that, that the internet process, but even with the internet, or uh or social media there's still ways to finding out who this person is you know um the, you have people that post all the time on facebook 
you can read a lot into who a person is based on what they post. True. And how much they post. Yep. If you're posting at yep. three, four, five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning all the time, when are you going to work? <laughs> or is social media your life? You know, mm-hmm. so you really got to weigh that and look at that. And I often mm-hmm. say, be careful what you put out there. Yeah. You, what's out there, once it's out there, it'll come back to bite you. Darius, you had a point you wanted to make. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so again, opposite view again. I personally do not see online dating as being worse or harder. Um, especially, you know, again, I guess speaking, I, people probably don't think that I'm shy, but I'm shy. Um, and so pre-pandemic, um, if there wasn't internet, you know, and date, date, you know, all these little date sites and things that you can go on to, um, I probably would have a very tough time meeting a black woman, especially within my age group, because where am I going to meet them at? You know, there's, there's not going to be a lot of places to, to, to meet them, first of all. So that's already going to skew the numbers, right? Um, and then wherever they are at that I meet them, then I have to deal with all the things that you got to do when you're trying to bring up a conversation with someone and dealing with that uncomfortability of possible rejection, right? It's so much easier online. It's so much easier online to me um, to be able to approach various women and, and have conversations. And then we get on the phone and talk and it's like, okay. And everything, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like if they reject me online, it's, it doesn't have that sting versus in in person. They, ooh, gosh, I don't like that. Even though I have to do it, but I don't like mm-hmm. it. You know, um, I think the reason why a lot of people see it as worse is because of numbers. So when you meet people in person or pre-pandemic went before, or let's say before online dating, if you go out to date, you know, or you meet someone in person, that person turns out to be a jerk or whatever. That you, you know, you just have that one experience, right? And then maybe three, four, five, six, seven, eight months later, you meet another person. That person might be nice. Five months later, another person might be a jerk. But you're not, you're not meeting a whole bunch of people at once. But see, online everything is inflated, and right. so now you're meeting a whole bunch of crazy mm-hmm. at once, along with a bunch of nice people, but that that bunch of crazies jumps out and stands out so it feels like oh my gosh this worse is a whole bunch of crazy people online and that's the same amount of people it's just now you have the access to more people right uh, and so it's just our perspective when we're when we're online so when i date online i just say okay i'm online i already know that okay you sent me a picture they got that angle okay so what you look good but let's wait until we meet and so I don't like get my heart like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest person in the world. And ooh, you know, it's like, okay, I, I got I got my steps. We're gonna do a meet and greet first. I got my, you know, my list of questions set up, you know, my deal breaker questions and things. So I can kind of weed that mess out early on. And then after we do a meet and greet and things start clicking, then okay. You know, so I guess it's just how you approach it, you know. Absolutely. Um, anyone else, Stephanie, anything you wanna add or, or April? Yeah. I wanted to add that I think there's a difference in genders as far as online dating. Uh, I belong to a couple of um, singles groups, right? And men comment frequently that women have pictures of just their faces and not their bodies. And women, and I know a lot of women, we, we do start out with the initial physical attraction, but we're looking at, you know, do you look you know okay you don't have to be gorgeous you don't have to be handsome then we want to know what your personality is like whereas the men are like 
I want a full body. Send me pictures. Send me pictures. Can I see what you look like from from the neck down? So then it becomes more superficial, and women get turned off by that. Like, right. like you saw my picture. I have like ten pictures. Why do you need more pictures? Why do you need to see my body? I mean, like, like I just want to know: Are you sane? Are you intelligent? Are you funny? Are you kind? You sane. <laughs> no, that's a no. That is, that that is a true question are you yeah. saying because there are some right. nutty people out there oh yeah right right Definitely. so i mean am i wrong with the with the difference between oh, the no. superficial i think you uh, this is darius um stephanie i think you are definitely quite right about that but i don't necessarily i mean i guess i'm speaking as a man and defending myself now because i do exactly that if i see nothing but headshots i'm gonna left swipe you i i, I need to see the whole frame but I'm not ashamed to say that. I do want to see the whole package. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because she looks good, I'm going to fall in love with her. It's just, okay, I like the package, but I still need all those other things you just mentioned. I still need to make sure she has quality, great character, personality, er everything else. It's just, you know, it's just a pretty package at first, but um, but it is what it is. I, I, you know, I have my, you know, things that I like. And I want, so, I want to be able to see now that doesn't mean I'm super shallow to the, to the point where it's like, I think what, what tends to happen is if a man says this, women are thinking that, okay, well, every man wants the woman to look like a model. I don't, I don't, but I do want to find her attractive and attractive to me. My standards are what I find attractive. So yes, I do want to see more than just the headshot. Cause the other thing to me is when I only see a headshot, I, the first thing I go is, why are you hiding yourself? I feel like you're hiding. And that's a turnoff to me. It's like, why are you hiding? Because here's the other thing. I think, why not put everything out there and the only people you're going to have to deal with are people that are okay with who you are, period. Now you don't have to worry about that that discomfort of, okay, well, um, what does this person look like? And you got to wait until you meet them. Although, you know, okay, people still do catfish and all the rest of that stuff. But, you know, put, putting that aside, you know, why why play the game of, okay, well, I'm just gonna give you my headshot. I think you should like me for who I am. And then you meet, and then the guy's like, oh gosh, or the woman's like, oh gosh, you know, whatever. So let's just eliminate that up front, put so, it all out there. So yeah. what, is, what is the, oh gosh, though? Like you saw the face, they're attractive. And then what is the, oh God? I can like, have one. It... I can, let me answer that real quick. This is Mark the Host. Um, one of the, oh goshes, somebody living <laughs> with vitiligo. Um, I've had that on a website, have okay. my picture up, you know, I thought it was a nice picture. I'm cool. You know, I'm like, all right, you know, doing this little, you know, dating app and the lady comes up. Her first question is what's wrong with your mouth? <laughs> and and I, I, my response wasn't great, but I did respond, um, out of anger for one. I'm like, that's all you see in, I have vitiligo and I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting past my conditions. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to hit the Satan site. And then I'm crushed. So that could be one of the, the aha moments or the gotcha moments for, for some people. Because you do have people that have various conditions and things that mm -hmm. they live with that they are not comfortable with putting out there. And there's some people that are comfortable. So it, 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 to me, it's a give and take. You're going to have people that say, I accept you for what you look like. Let me get to know you. Um, then you have some people that they look at you like, you know, so I think that's dealing with people in general, human beings. You're going to have some good people that accept 
and some that don't. And I can't, I'm not even gonna say good people. We have people that accept and some that don't because you might not be what they're looking for, but somebody else out there is gonna love you for exactly who you are. You know, but you know, can, can I say that, you know what? This is Millie from um, Harvard, Connecticut. When I was on the sites, I did say, I, when I put in, they, you know, tell us, they always say, tell us a little about, tell us a little bit about yourself. I do mention, I do have, do have it alike. Well, I always put that in there and I put, I'm a plus size woman. And I always had a face shot and a full body shot. Now, if a brother gonna come to me and ask for more pictures, I'm like, okay, now you're getting on my nerve. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> right. Okay, now I just might have to cut you off. Yeah. You know, so you know, you got the fight, you got the face, you got the body, and right. that's it. Right. But yeah. I always say I'm a plus size woman, and I have vitiligo. And then I have, you know, had have had conversations where um, men have asked me, you know, what's vitiligo? Then I explained it to right. her, you know. But I've never had like a negative, you know. But then again, uh, Mark, like my transition is over for close to 40 years. So, you right. know, they didn't and, know it until I mentioned it, you know, so. And it was a, a shot where, you know, as you can see now for the for our listeners, you know, they can see my face. Mm -hmm. I had cut my facial hair. So you can see my bit of like on my mouth. So she was trying to figure out what's going on. Well, yeah, I guess she thought I had the white mouth or something, you know, mm -hmm. um, ashy face. But no, it's a bit of like, <laughs> real quick, let's go to Dre. Then I'm going to switch um, to another bullet point on this. Um, I just wanted to to comment on, you know, um, the part about wanting to see the body shots and all of that. So I look at it from both sides. So with, with with Darius, he wants to see the body shots. And you know, not every guy wants to see a body shot because he's a freak and he just wants a, a girl with a fat behind. Because if you want a girl with a fat behind and a nice body, you can go anywhere and get that, you know? So, I mean, you can you can even pay for it, but why, you know, that's, that's not, <laughs> for me, for me, it's not that important. Um, at the same time like and i can understand why you don't want to put a body shot there because it's like it's like it's like they putting in your profile that you're a millionaire you don't want people to know that because now you don't know if they want you or they want your money right. so right. when you don't put the body shot in and they come at you it's like okay well he seems genuine but he hasn't seen what i look like in terms of my body yet but if you put your body shot on there it's like yeah he just want he just wanted want me because you know i got a nice shape or something like that exactly. so it's like it's a catch 22 but yeah. there's a lot of guys great guys like darius who who ain't like that but unfortunately there's probably more and i'm just assuming there's probably more that are not like darius than it is right you know like when i go on amazon and i buy and i'm looking for something to buy and I look at the reviews, I go straight to the to the bad ones. I, you know, I just, I go straight to the bad ones because I want to see what all the people, and it could be one bad one, and it could be one bad review and 50,000 good reviews, and I'll just be like, man, I wonder if I should get this. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, so it's right. just like, and that's where you are, Daryl. Daryl, you, you, you know, you one of them good, you, you know, you one of the guys, you know, that's being truthful and honest about, yeah. you know, you just want to see because you know, it's a preference, you know, it's, you know, that may be your thing. Like you want to see the, the, the initial, the initial check is that they at least look okay. Or, you know, you know, somewhat attractive and they want, you want them attractive to you, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's a catch 22, you know, unfortunately we, you know, it's a game we got to, you know, you got to play and it's just like, you know, you don't know what, what they want, but you know, I can see why I'm from both sides of it. Right. Before we go to the next part, I, I do want to add something. This is Mark the host. Um, and just because 
like you said, somebody's attractive or they have a nice shape or nice personality or nice this and nice that doesn't mean that that's the person for you. Right. You know, if your if your energy does not connect, you know, it's not going to work anyway. I don't care how fine the person is. I don't care how boom, boom, pow the body is or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to connect, it's not going to connect. And I think sometimes we get into this whole thing of, man, why didn't y'all hook up? That person's fine and that's that. Fine, don't cut it. Even a great personality doesn't always cut it. You know, the body doesn't always cut it. A job doesn't always cut it. You know, you can meet somebody like that person, but just realize that person's not for me. You know, and it just could be that. You know, nothing bad about that person, you know. Um, Even some marriages are like that. And I know a lot of times when we break up with people, whether it's a marriage relationship, we tend to talk bad about people. Oh, I can't stand it, joke because there are some legit reasons for us not to like certain people. But sometimes people are just not compatible and we get together mm-hmm. for whatever reasons and it doesn't work out. And that doesn't mean we need to bash them on social media either just right. because they're your ex. You know, there's some great, wonderful people that I've dated. I'm not going to say anything bad about them because I have nothing bad to say. It just didn't mm-hmm. work out between us, you know? Well, Mark, this, this is April Autumn from Raleigh-Durham. Um, I in online dating like i've met i've met some really great people i've met some weird people too don't get me wrong (laughs) but i've met some really great people who are just friends and i really appreciate you saying like that person might be very attractive or very smart or you respect them and lots of different things but there's not chemistry or you're just not vibing or whatever and so that doesn't mean that you know you, there's something wrong with the two of you. That just means that the two of you aren't jumping. Right. That's it. So yeah, I, I and the that's not your could person. Be off. Right. Exactly. That's not um, your person at the, and in that season. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's keep moving with the conversation. Um, let's talk about four little topics that could be big topics. Uh, let's talk about race, sexual preferences religion and long distance um let's touch on that for a little bit then come back to it um i know one in particular i had a major issue with um in another group and that was long distance and i remember being called out about it because i said i don't think i can date somebody you know long distance you know Mm -hmm. and i I said because i feel like if i need that person i want her to be there you know if i'm having a rough day at work like I want to be able to hug that person or she can hug me or we can hold hands and if that person's not there, then what, you know, I feel like I'm missing out. But, you know, that was last year thinking this year's thinking is, well, I could be open to the possibility, you know, <laughs> what? Mark, really? Hey, we grow sometimes we learn, we grow, <laughs> but cause I realized you got to think about it. Love or liking a person or loving someone doesn't stop no matter how far away you are. You know, you got to think about some of our families in the military, spouses overseas somewhere. They might not see them for years, but they still love that person. So, you know, distance doesn't stop love, you know, doesn't stop like or interest. Um, But let's get into that, some of that discussion about race, you know, preference, religion. What are some of those things that you feel can benefit or maybe create a barrier in in finding a relationship with someone new so this is april autumn again um i'm going to go back to distance because thank you mark (laughs) (laughs) right 
Um, but for me, in thinking about that, I'm always thinking about, you know, I'm limiting myself to someone who is in a 25 mile radius or a hundred mile radius from where I am. Like that, what does that mean? That that just in Raleigh, Durham, that's, that's where my soulmate has to be? No, so, um, and I think we are people now that we can, there are planes, trains, automobiles, and we can do whatever we wanna do. And so I, I never, thought to limit myself in that capacity. The one thing that I have done, and I said maybe I shouldn't, um, is race and religion. And I've stuck pretty um, closely to that. I love black men. I respect black men. Um, I felt like um, I've, I have some great friends, <laughs> but um, as far as relationships are concerned, um, that has not been um, a positive thing for me. Right. So, yeah. For our listeners, let me just recap. So we're talking about, you know, dating and how does, you know, long distance relationships, uh, race, sexual preference or religion play into that. Um, when, when you're looking at sustaining a relationship or creating a new relationship <laughs> or building on a relationship, um, how does all that play into it? Uh, anybody have any thoughts? Anyone else? Um... I, I, uh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead. I, um, speaking of religion. Um, and that's Millicent. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Millie from, <laughs> Millie from Hopkins, Connecticut. Sorry about that. It's Millie. It's uh, Leo. <laughs> it's Leo, right? <laughs> um, speaking, well, re- when it comes to religion, um, I think, uh, like, growing up, my mother was the elder of a church, and... Um, you know, growing up, you know, they tell you about the Bible and what you're not supposed to do, and you ain't supposed to do this, you ain't supposed to do that, and you believe her because your eyes get wide, and you be like, okay, okay, you know, but right. I mean, growing up, it's like, growing up, my mindset changed on that, and, um, you know, we're adults here, and it's like, it, it's up to the individual. It's up to the individual. Right. To me, it's like, if you ain't hurting nobody, if you ain't hurting nobody, you know, it. you do you, again, as long as you ain't hurting nobody. Right. And you're all on one accord. You both are on one accord. What's going on? What's happening? To me, that, you know, that's, that's good. Um, another thing I wanted to say, mention was uh, long distance. When she mentioned a, um, April was talking about long distance. I don't see anything wrong again. Like you said, Mark, there's nothing wrong with long distance. Love is not. But you forgot that big C word. Commit. Commitment. Yep commitment oh you can love from a distance you can love just love from the but commitment that gotta be up in there it yeah, has absolutely. to be up in there you know because i do believe you can find you know love you never know where you, you might meet your april i don't know if you're married i'm sorry you might meet your future husband in the airport he could be from california you just never know how it's gonna happen you know how oh i'm open life. yeah oh this is yeah. april autumn i'm open i'm yeah. open yeah. i don't let those geographical boundaries stop me right. Right. i'm quick to get on a plane i don't mind mm-hmm. traveling um it just hasn't worked out yet yeah. it, it takes <laughs> like time. you said not yet it takes time right Let me, let's go to dre i think i see dre's wheel um, spinning uh you know the, the religion thing that, it, that can go both ways um <laughs> so you know before we get um, um Rennell and I got married, my wife, 
you know, you had to go do the counseling sessions. Dean um, would not, you know, from Shaw University, mm-hmm. uh, he wouldn't <laughs> marry us unless we did five sessions, right? So the first session was just, uh, I forgot what they were, but I know one of the sessions was like about the in-laws. Another session was about financials. And then it was a session about the uh, religion. So, um, Vernell, she was, as far as religion, she was raised different. Like it's not too far off. You know, she believed in God and, you know, she was raised as, um, um, Jehovah witness, um, she, you know, as she got older, I guess, you know, she kind of went away from that. Um, but I think religious is very important for me. Um, and then there's a part of me that says, you know, man, if you love somebody and they're the perfect person for you, they make you feel good. Like you said, they ain't harming nobody, then go with it, you know? Um, so, so I'm on, a, I'm all, I know sometimes it may seem like I'm on the fence, but I like looking at things from both sides. So if they, you know, as far as the religion, you know, if you love that person and, and they don't believe in God or, you know, maybe that's God's way of, of, of getting you to do some work here on earth. You know, maybe you don't have to tell them, hey, you need to believe in God because this and that show them. Nope. Like when that faith kick in, when you right. ain't got no, when y'all struggling, you ain't got no money and you get on your knees and pray and all of a sudden a check come in the mail or um, somebody's sick and all of a sudden they, they heal. Then maybe that 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 faith might come in. Maybe you y'all can build that together. So I, I I don't see nothing wrong with you know marrying somebody if they have a different religion. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, don't I don't think that would have stopped me. I don't think that would have stopped me. But I can see some people saying, "Hey, look, you know, when I get down on my knees and pray at night, I want to pray as a family, and it's just you and I right now. But we got to think about kids down the line, you know. Um, so." If I'm down and out and I and I and you know I believe in God, but you can't pray for me because you don't believe in God, that's where it can get a little like, you know, like mm. difficult. Like yeah. that's where the, the challenges come in. The difficulties is like, you know, well, you can't even pray for me. So, you know, mm. some women, some women, some guys be like, oh, no, the sex ain't good. I, I can't marry somebody if the sex ain't good. Well, mm-hmm. there's some people that's like, I can't marry somebody who can't pray for me. I can't marry somebody who won't get on their knees and cry for me and pray for me. So I see both sides of it. You know what I mean? Look, this is Mark the whole uh, something interesting that happened to me um, my first year in college, you know, saw this young lady. We were talking in the uh, registration line, you know, you know, them Shaw, you lines are really long. So yes, you sir. Have time to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so and we were kicking it like I, I, I was feeling her, you know, but then she was like, well, what's your religion? You know, I told her, she said, mm-hmm. well, I can't talk to you. I'm Muslim. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like it, it crushed me because we were cool. Like we were vibing. And I was like, Dang, forget religion. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to get to know her, you know. But but we stayed cool, you know, at Shaw, but we never dated beyond that. You know, it was just her faith and my faith did not gel. Right. And and I think sometimes, you know, in in potential relationships, that could cause a barrier or create a barrier where you have, you know, somebody of one faith and their families of that faith, and then you have a different faith and you try to come together and it creates a lot of friction between not necessarily two of you, but the families. And you know, once you get families tied into it, that's a whole lot of mess sometimes. Um, yeah. 
But let me go to Stephanie, Darius, or Daryl. Any input? So for me, uh, I have tried dating uh, women who believe differently than me. Um, for me, I don't care about the religion because the religion is just how you practice what you believe. What I care about is what, what your faith is and what you believe in. Um, so that that to me is important because um, like um, the gentleman was saying um, who was just speaking before me, I want to be able to get down on my knees and pray with my partner. Um, I want to be able to read the Bible with her. Um, I, I want to be with someone that believes what I believe. Now, I do not have a problem with other people um, getting together um, because their faiths are different. You know, whatever, I, you know, everybody, you know, does what they want to do. But I'm just saying for me personally, I need to date someone who believes what I believe because I both dated a um, someone who was atheist. I dated someone that was Muslim. Did not work. Did not work. Um, and the reason I think it's a major impact is because it affects your 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 um, view of life and your view of the world, and that's important because it also sets up your values and all the rest mm -hmm. of that. And, and not that, and not that someone who is not um, religious doesn't have values. But what I'm saying is, is that the way you perceive values or what are going to be your values can often sometimes be different. And that can impact the impact the religion. There's, there's lots of people who get together with different faiths and different religious beliefs, and it works out. I just know for me, I want my woman to believe in the same thing that I believe in. That's it. So. Thank you very much, Darius. Stephanie, anything you want to add? Um, not really. I'm pretty open. I've right. dated probably someone from every continent in the world. Um. <laughs> religion mm, as long as like like Derry said as long as the belief is compatible with my belief right. not so much the religion but um, it can't be con contrary to what I believe in okay. so yeah and then you mentioned sexual preference right. um, now I am heterosexual but I am very tolerant and um, just open to all types of sexualities i think sex sexuality is fluid and it's on a continuum and whatever you like you like whatever i like i like like um millicent said um when it becomes something that i don't believe in then that's where the issue may come up right right and she also said you're not hurting anybody and it's your choice you know right yeah. and, and i know a lot of times we we try to put choice on people based on what we like and don't like but as human beings we have a choice you know and whatever choice we make if it makes us happy you know we have to respect it whether we like it or not we still respect that person for their decision you know daryl anything you want to add wow man this is that's powerful i'm just ingesting what i'm what i'm getting but um yes i would like um like the two fellas said Darius and Dre um, I'd like to have a woman by my side because I'm a minister as well not a pastor minister Baptist minister but like Darius was saying um, religion is really not a factor it's what you actually practice as much as I pour out I want my, my woman 
to be able to pour into me and we pour into each other likewise. You know, so right. that is a big thing for me. It, it's a real big thing for me, you know, because um, I'm not quote unquote just holier than thou. I'm a man. Right. You know, I got to keep it real because at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, he see what I do. Everybody else doesn't, you know, so he's what really matters. So I got to be genuine to myself, you know, so um, I would like for my, my woman to be able to pray for me and I pray for her. We pray together, you know, um, we study together because, you know, it is what it is for me. I've, I've, I've dated the fine. Uh, like y'all were talking about the, the body and, and, and this, I mean, fine as wine. But I mean, as far as the other side, it was just, I, just, you know, the, the spirit, mm, yeah, that person's yeah. spirit. I was dating a pretty demon. Oh, <laughs> wow. Fine demon. I mean, she yeah. was a fine demon. Mm. You know, she was fine as wine, but the spirit. Wow. And I had to tell that young lady, now keep in mind, I mean, I'm 51. I'm 51, just turned 51 in August. And the young lady approached me. Um, we knew each other from work, but um, she had recently got divorced and we just started talking. And um, she was 33. So my mom, you know, mom's in her 80s. She was like, what are you gonna do with that? And I've got one child and he's 32. And he's like, dad, come on. That's, that could be one of my girlfriends. And <laughs> yeah, your son like, is like, hey, yeah, my, my son, my son and his wife, they didn't oh, like okay. it at all. But I was just like, in the beginning, I'm like, whoa, this is this is all right. Because I mean, we're praying together, we're studying together. But you know, as time progressed, she knocked over a whole lot of my soul blocks. And my, my soul blocks are the little things that people tell you. And when you cross over those barriers, you find out what you're actually dealing with. So I found out what I was actually dealing with. And I was listening to you guys talk about long distance. She wasn't far from me at all. Maybe 10 miles if that, but I felt like we were continents apart, mm. you know? So that was a person that I, I had to um, break away kind of quickly, swiftly, whatever you want to call it. But mm -hmm. I mean, we were friends before because we worked together. But I, I told the young lady, I said, um, you know, I don't even want to be your friend. Wow. And it was just because I got to know who that person right. really was. Right. Right. You know, let me let me interject here real quick. This is Mark the host. Um, something you said really really just struck a chord with me in, in a in a good way you know you think about time and distance you can be with someone dating married whatever and they can be close to you meaning five minute drive but yet the connection the two of you have you could feel like you're so far away like that person exists in a, on a totally different planet not even on this planet mm -hmm. and, and you know and that's a real thing but then there's someone I'm going to say in a whole nother country and you feel connected to that person and you're like, what in the world is that? You know, so that, that distance where we talk about a lot, you know, whether it's long distance, <coughs> short distance, it doesn't matter. I think it's a connection to the two people and, and what you bring, you know, to the table through your conversation, whether it's video chatting or whatever, 
you know, and, and really opening to that person. You know, you can meet somebody and instantly you can open to them, but you can have somebody right here. It could be next door and you can't get through to that person or something about them makes you not want to open. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to move into a different segment. Let's talk about relationship rules, dating rules, you know. Um, let's talk about, we already mentioned kind of distance locations, but let's talk about some of those hidden rules or rules in relationships, like who asks when you go on dates, you know, who should pay. And then we'll get into maybe, you know, some of the things like finances or how long do you wait to get to know a person before you start dating. And I'm going to start because um, I've been guilty of in so many ways of moving too fast. Getting, you know, you meet somebody, you're getting to know them before you know it, you start dating and you don't even know when it happened. You just, you're in a relationship. And I, I think a lot of us, and, and I'm gonna say, I think a lot of people end up like that sometimes. You know, you're with somebody, you enjoy that company. And before you know it, you're like, what just happened? We're in a relationship and you don't know where, when it started. You don't know where the, the line ends. You know, you're just in it. So let's start with that. How long do you wait before you decide or is there a time frame when you decide, hey, maybe let's start, let's make this relationship, you know, a real thing. Let's commit to each other. Okay, uh, so Mark, what? sorry. Ooh, hey. We all oh. want to do this. <laughs> right there, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Darius and then go go to Drade in April. Oh, no, I'm going I'm to I'm give the floor back over to everyone else. I just want to say we need to define what we mean by dating. Right. We need to define it because I think everybody looks at that differently. And so that, because you're saying, how long do you do this Let's say relationship. you start dating? So. Right. Let's say relationship because, right, dating could be seen five or six or seven, eight, nine, ten different people at the same time. Let's talk about, mm -hmm. let's narrow it down to a committed relationship or turning a into a relationship you know you decided hey i'm gonna choose this one person to be with thank you darius for for bringing that up because yeah because we can date as many people as we want let's focus on relationship so i'm gonna tell you a quick story so mark you know this is andre you know how when we got to shaw university we wash clothes you have to wash clothes downstairs or whatever right 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 so when i got there i wasn't a mac or anything like that but somebody offered to wash my clothes and i'm like okay cool thank you <laughs> now, i appreciate it I, I was appreciated appreciative of I it should have washed my and clothes we were, there more often <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were kind of like talking i guess you know not dating but just you know and i had this indian i'm not an indianapolis colts fan but i had an indianapolis colt jersey i mean i love that jersey was like pure money man it was white with with the blue numbers so she puts that colt jersey in with a whole bunch of red stuff with hot water right <laughs> so when i take it out it's it looks like the washington, washington yo, football team yo. <laughs> yeah she, when, I, when, when she took it out it was pink and i was like oh my gosh so like i was like oh i can't believe this i didn't say i didn't say to her i can't believe you did this i was just saying oh i can't believe it meaning the jersey i can't believe it is pink or whatever right so my now wife walked in because she my wife hated me she didn't like me um she walked in on me saying oh my god i can't believe this and she thought i was yelling at oh. the girl but i was just like 
you know, it was my jersey. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe. I was like, it's not your fault, you know, whatever. But my wife only heard the part about me like, oh, I can't believe it. So I guess she thought that I was just like yelling at her or whatever. So she didn't like me, man. Like she would, she would like not speak to me if I spoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the fact that she's, she's six feet tall and I'm only like five, nine. You know, I'm like, yeah, she ain't, she ain't trying to holler at me. But Let you me know throw what? something in here real quick, Dre. Uh -huh. And then get back to your point. I'm glad I'm not the only man in this world that likes tall women. Yeah, man, it don't it's matter. It's good to hear yeah. that. Hey, you know, it don't matter. Hey. You like that six foot one woman? Yeah. Yeah, hey. it don't matter. I told me wear their heels too. You ain't got to right. <laughs> And she wears a lot of heels too. She loves wearing heels. So it made it worse. But it didn't never bother me. But um, so she ain't like me. But I, no, I, I, I huh? at the moment. So I, I say that to, to get to the <laughs> point of like when you said it sneaks up on you, like you be friends, like you start doing stuff. That's how it was. Like I, I you know, I used I walked around. I don't know if you remember, Mark. I walked around with this radio, you know, because I used to pump the club and house music and all that. You know, I was from up top, you know. And um, you know, she's like, I want to tape. I want to tape. So that's how we became like that's. And I told her. I kept trying to explain to her, you know. I wasn't yelling at her, but she just wasn't wasn't hearing it. But she finally heard it, and then you know we got to be like talking, saying hi, and she wanted to, my music, and I would use that and act like I ain't do it just so she can keep asking me and I can keep talking to her. And um, so I finally like eased my way in, but it, it like it wasn't like I don't know. It was just like after for a little little small um time, it was just like you know we were just friends, and I wasn't looking for nothing. She wasn't looking for nothing. We was just cool. But then I'm just like, you know what? I can remember the day I I I, I whispered in her ear. I was so corny, man, back in the day. My game, I, my game was so corny. I whispered <laughs> let me, let me in her ear. Real quick, Dre, for uh -huh. our listeners out there, you know, everybody on this conversation is 40 plus, so you know, you you're gonna hear some references that you might not all you know recognize. <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Walking around on the campus with a radio and yeah, and, and washing clothes in the dorm. You That's know? right. That's right. Although I know the dorms still have washing machines, but you know, exactly. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm 49. Like, you know, like my game is kind of corny, you know. I was like, I'm physically attracted to you. I whispered that in her ear, you know. What? Like, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm corny like that, you know. She always says I'm corny. I'm old fashioned. I still open the doors up. I let. I still make sure she oh, walk on the inside of the sidewalk. I'm, the, you know, oh, old yeah. school. That's nice. No. Um. So we gradually kind of started. Now, I, you know, I was there. Like, at one point, I was like, yeah, this is the one. But she wasn't there yet. But I just say all of that to say you're, you're right about how it can easily just turn into, like, you know, you starting out friends. as You know, you're not dating, but you start out as friends. And then it just comes. And that's what happened. It really just came, like, you know, just like that. And I didn't even really know. It snuck up on me, you know? So mm -hmm. it, it does sneak up on you. Like, you can have every intent to just be friends, but you never know. Your heart may not even you know, go that route. Like, yeah, you, you know, you want to be friends with her, but I say different, you know, so. But, but you know, the heart knows what it wants when it wants it. And I don't mm -hmm. care what you do, how much you run from it. If your heart is speaking to you towards somebody else and their heart speaking back, you can't fight it. Right. You know, you cannot fight it. You can say, I'm not going to speak to that person for the next 20 days. And tomorrow you'll be like, hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that, you know. Um, yeah. But let's talk about um, when going on dates, because I, I think sometimes that can be a little controversial sometimes when people talk about who pays um, or who asked to go on a date, who pays and, you know, finances, is that a big deal? 
you know, let's talk about that briefly, and then we'll move into a, a couple other things before we get to us end. Everybody quiet now. No, I'm, 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 I'm speaking up. I'm, I'll speak up. <laughs> I know everybody's like this. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were done. That's what. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't think there's nothing, I don't think there's nothing wrong going Dutch, you know, if people want to play half, but, I'm put a button here, but, um, I remember I, um, this guy did a favor for me and, um, I said, let me take you out, you know, I, I need to treat you, you know, so we went out to dinner, treated and, and ate and everything and the check came and I asked the woman, I said, okay, you can bring the check. But he said, you know, he took his card out. He said, you ain't paying for it. I said, yeah, he said, he said, no, you're not, I'm paying for it. But you know what? Sometimes, um... I know some women I know, they expect the man to pay. They said, right, girl, I'm not paying nothing. He gonna pay it. I was like, okay, okay, you know. But um, it's not, to me, there's nothing wrong if a woman wanna suggest, you know, let's go half or I'm treating you tonight, babe. You know, you done, right. I'm gonna treat you tonight, you know. To me, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. not. It's like, I don't I have kinda, yeah. yeah it's like washing your hand, washing your face. Like, you, you know, washing your hands. It, it's two people, like you can go, you you pay for it this time. I pay for it next right. time. You know, it's right. just you know, right. it's, it's, right. it's not There's a wrong with that. yeah, ain't nothing no. wrong. But with I, that. I think it's something that you establish in that relationship. Like, let's say if I'm just hanging out with a friend and we talk about let's 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 go out to I don't know the L House Saturday. Cool, you know if I can do it, I, I might say okay, I got it, and she might say no, I got it this time. Let's let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. You know what are we doing? Now if I'm, you know, if I call and say hey. I want to take you out on the date. Let's go do X, Y, Z. Then I'm paying. <laughs> I invited you on this date. I'm paying. If you call me up and say, hey, Mark, you know, I want to take you out to dinner. I'm assuming, and I hate to assume because we know what that says about us, that you're paying. You just asked me. You just yeah. said you wanted to right. take me out. And I've been in a situation where I was asked to go out. I, mm -hmm. She called me up, said, um, I would like to take you out. But then I ended up paying. Like, she was like, no, I had no intentions of paying. You know, like, <laughs> why'd you ask me out? You asked me out. Right. right. So I, I think we have to be upfront with each other and establish mm -hmm. what it is that we're doing. There are times I feel like, yeah, I'm going to pay. And if she says she wants to pay, fine. If she says, hey, let's go Dutch, let's do it together, let's go half and half. But I think that's a discussion to be had with that person, you know, mm -hmm. beforehand, you know. Mm -hmm. How do we see things? Because you know, there there are people that are, that they're just okay like that. Like, hey, I got it this time. You get it next time. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. So, this is Darius speaking. So, um, is there a difference uh, if a person? So, let's suppose you're talking to a woman and she says, "Hey, um, when are we going to go on a date?" Or, uh, you know, when we're going to go out somewhere? If she asks in that manner. Am I or is the man expected to pay in that situation? She's asking or proposing that we should go on a date, but she's asking you to take her on a date. Right. So that's who, different. She's asking me to take her. So I'm thinking at that point, she's asking me to pay. Right. But if right. she says, right. I want to, and I'm going to document that, you said you <laughs> want to take me. You know, I, I think it's all in wording, too. Um, right. It just makes you have understanding and boundaries and understand what we're doing here. Now, Here's something that I've always thought about because we talk about, you know, who's paying and all that and, and finances, you know, some people get into, well, I make more money, so I should do this, or I'm the man, I got this all the time. 
And there are times you got to be honest with yourself. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. You might want right. to go out this weekend, but we might have to stay in and watch Netflix because, you know, <laughs> funds are a little low. And, you know, so, so yeah. let's get some input. Stephanie, we haven't heard from you in a minute. <laughs> I've heard you go, uh-huh, right. But uh, what are your thoughts about that with um, establishing dating boundaries, going out versus maybe I don't have it this time and let's do it next time or finances in general? Well, okay. So this is Stephanie. I... I'm from the world where I am so independent and so used to being independent that if someone asks me out and says, can I take you, then I even wonder, are they paying or do I need to bring my own, you know, have my own, always have my own, right? Mm -hmm. If I say, let's meet somewhere, like I meet you at a coffee shop maybe i'll pay maybe we'll you know we go dutch um it's never just assumed by me that the guy is paying and let's be honest our age in this day and age women have their own money i don't know where this world is where women are like only dating for free dinner that blows my mind because i can buy my dinner your dinner i mean like i'm gonna always eat with or without you right i thought you were about to invite tyrone too because i I heard (laughs) and i heard the end i'm saying it's never a case where i need a man to supply my nutritional needs never ever (laughs) so that's what i don't get there's this like women only want to go out because you're paying or and i'm like in what world? I like, in what world? Mm-hmm. April and I, we go out to eat and we'll treat each other or, you know, it's, I mean, it's no big deal. So that's, I don't get that, um, I don't know, kind of like right. theme of women needing men to feed them. Here's a scenario that I've always thought was interesting. We're talking about finances, you know, and I know this is a world built on, you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta have. But when I look at, a homeless couple. Oh. They're struggling. It, or live, I shouldn't say struggling. They're living life in their way. Because what we might consider a struggle, they, they, they look like the happiest people in the world. And they don't have what we have. You know, they're not driving the car. They're walking together. But when you see them, they're happy. They have each mm-hmm. other. And you know that they're living day-to-day survival mode. But you just see them like, wow they they are in love you know there's some like that you know now i've seen the flip side where you know they stood on the corner and cussed each other out that's a whole nother story but i'm looking at that couple that they don't have a lot but they have each other right and i think that sets an example for a lot of us that you know you could have it today and lose it tomorrow and this pandemic showed a lot of people you can have it today you're on top of your game your finances in order you have everything and all of a sudden you can lose it all mm-hmm. but does that mean that you lose love sometimes that, right it, sometimes can mm-hmm. i say something real quick yeah let's go ahead and this talk is, about this this is andre so dre millie april so when when, when, when Renell and i were in college look man we didn't have the money like she'll have her work study check and you then we'll, the calf. 
Yeah, well, you got the calf, but when we after hours, we she have a work study check. You know, we'll buy them Tyson's wings, warm them up, and meet them in the lobby and split them. Right, right. And then it was time. There was times where I got credit at McDonald's, man, just so so you know, because she was hungry, you know, and we wanted to eat. I got credit at McDonald's just to you know, like it was just a two way thing. I wasn't embarrassed about not having right, any right. money because we were college kids, we was college students. So, but we made it work, man. And like, we didn't have a lot of money. Even when we first moved into um, an apartment together, right after we got married, it wasn't all peaches and gravy financially, but you know, the love man was just like, yeah, like it, it doesn't even matter. Like we're going to get through it, to, you know, together. And um, so you're right, man. I think the love part, man, love now love don't pay bills. I, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, uh -uh. but you know, it, it does. You know, if you, you know, when you love somebody, you, I just felt like I, you know, we work together. We, you know, we, we do what we got to do. You know, you take care of me, I take care of you. And that's what it was about. Like, it wasn't really about me being the provider and stuff like that. Like, now it's like these days, it's just like, you know, you work as a team. It's not so much, it's a one, it's not what's a, like a one sided thing, you know? So you just got to work together and um, whether they make more money or, um, you know, I make more money or whatever it may be. I've seen a lot of people lose good relationships because of money. Like you, you know, his credit score is, is like, you know, his credit score is like only 710, but you want 800, but the 800 guy is a slouch and he, he hits you and he, he, he abuses you and he, he, he doesn't, he's never home. Where's that 710 guy or woman that there for, you know, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate. I could talk about that all day. Like, you know, men choosing women for this or women choosing men for that. You know, I, I just think, um, you know, if you're in it together, it doesn't really, it, you know, sometimes it don't matter. Yeah. Cool, cool. April, did you want to say something? Then maybe Darius, and then we'll go to the next little part I want to throw in. Yeah, um, I want to, uh, this is April. Um, Drake, I think it's lovely that you all like came through the struggle together. That's so beautiful. However, when dating like in your 40s, early mm -hmm. 50s, it's a little bit different. You're because right. Because when you meet someone, you're established, they're established, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's unequal footing. And Good so, point. Good as point. Stephanie said, there are people who are like, oh, yeah, you just want a meal from me. And I'm like, no. And so the finances automatically get in the way. And right. so yeah. I, I try to remove that. Like, listen, we can go Dutch. I don't mind. We can get coffee. As a matter of fact, we don't even have to eat. Let's go for a walk. Right. Let's right. take the finances completely out of the equation. And so in getting to know someone without it revolving around a meal or somebody paying something to make them feel like someone's after some financial gain. And so I think maneuvering dating around the finances, it has to be a conversation. Right. It has to be. But um, I think it's a, a very nuanced conversation when you're dating older, especially when you're dating people online and people aren't sure what people do and right. if they have a job or if they're Tommy. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just saying. 
I got a job, man. <laughs> Tommy, you know you ain't got no job. Anyway. Oh, oh, okay, anyway. for our listeners out there, let me explain. Tommy is a character from Martin. I don't know what's from your, your head. Tommy oh, did not have a job. Yeah. He already said, always said he went to work, but yeah. nobody knew where Tommy worked. So oh, our listeners man. In the building with the black windows. Right. <laughs> Let's do this, April. Thank you for that. Let's go to Darius, and then I want to bring up a follow-up point. Then we're going to move into towards our last part. Okay, so this is Darius. Um, so we are now talking about what I hear coined all the time in singles groups, struggle love. Um, there's lots of posts and memes going around in singles groups about uh, struggle love and how people do not want to be in those kinds of relationships. They don't want to be in a relationship where someone is struggling to make ends meet or whatever. Um, when I think about that, you know, um, uh, I, I often wonder, okay, so how, how are individuals defining love? It seems like, you know, when we're talking about love and relationships, that they are also saying um, finance is, you know, a part of that equation. And, you know, as, as we just heard, gentlemen speaking, um, saying, you know, and again, that was in the college years, so I get that, and as April had also kind of elaborated on, you know, there's a difference when you're in your 40s and 50s versus when you're a college student. Um, but still, people, things happen in people's lives. You can have someone that is on their game, got a master's, whatever, but that industry collapsed because right, of right. Some new technology or something, and now they got to make a switch. So they, they are under, or divorce. Right. Divorce, especially men, you know, like impact men, or or even the woman, you know, she gets stuck with a bunch of children. Now she's trying to figure out how she's got to make all those, you know, how to make ends meet, right? So there's lots of reasons why people can be in a struggling situation. It doesn't mean that they're bad people or that they make bad decisions. What it comes down to is the character of that person when with their money. So right. are they are they an individual that makes bad decisions? financially or are they just a person that's been through some bad situations that put them in that situation for me a lot of times i often think if i was a lot more wealthier i don't know that i think it would be even harder for me to date because i would have a harder time trusting that the woman wants me for me i would start you know i would believe that it's more about finding some money than, and then my first thought is okay well if i lose this money if something happens is she still going to be there for me and in some of these singles groups women are saying no they're not going to be there the money is that important to them so i go wow this is crazy so they're defining love and, and i even heard people say that they see that relationships should be treated as businesses and i'm like wait a minute that model is a really bad model because 98% of businesses fail. So is that the model we're going to um, model relationships after? So if you think that because um, the divorce rate is what, like almost 50% of relationships going divorce. So if we mo start modeling our relationships at the businesses, is that an improvement? That's not going to improve anything. Um, so I, I think there's... There's a lot of struggle with trying to figure out and defining what love is and what it means to be in a relationship and what commitment is. And that's, that's to me, is the, the missing piece a lot of times um, in dealing with relationships because we're dealing a lot with the, the, these, the, the social media world and, and Hollywood and media right. showing us all the, the glitz and glams and the good things, but they never show the struggle part about relationships. And I was in this debate with someone else. I'm about to end this. 
I was in this debate with someone else and they were talking about struggle. And I was like, okay, wait. So if struggle love is not good, most of us would not even be here today because most of our ancestors got together through struggle love. They didn't have penny two pennies to rub together, but they made things work. So it can't just be about money, you know, but, you know. Great point, Darius. Great point. Mm-hmm. You know, every time but... some, excuse me, I'm sorry. Every time I, every time I think about what you just said, Darius, I think about good times with James and Florida. <laughs> right. That was real love. Right yeah, there. They, they, oh, they struggle was they real. Um, but but here's something I, I wanted to kind of add to that, which will also lead into our our final segment. Um, as you know, when the pandemic hit, it made the world slow down. It didn't stop; it slowed it down. And some of the things that we had available to us were very limited. You know, we couldn't really go in the grocery stores. There was no restaurants open really to sit in. What, so what you had was meeting somebody out, take a walk, sit, have a conversation, go to the park if the park was open. You know, to me, that was the perfect opportunity to get to know people, you know, if you were taking that opportunity. Um, but I, I also think, you know, there are a lot of people that think about finance. They think about money, 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 money. You see it a lot on social media. But if you go back to last year, money was not a factor at all. Because where was, you couldn't spend it anywhere. You can buy stuff from Amazon, but you couldn't mm-hmm. just go out. You can get in your car and drive, but where are you going? <laughs> to the park. Right. To a lake, you know, if it's available. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to just keep that in mind that it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's not about the superficial stuff it's about that that intimacy you bring to the other person mm-hmm. and that's what i want to talk about um intimacy because i know a lot of times we get that word mixed up with sex mm-hmm. and for our listeners yeah we're gonna have that conversation but we're gonna keep it pg mm-hmm. but a lot of us do that you know we we think you know physical intimacy is sexual intimacy and it's not they're two different things I could be connected to this person in such a way that a hug fills me up. Mm-hmm. Holding hands fills me up. They could give me a touch on the shoulder, fills me up. A kiss on the forehead fills me up. That's not sexual energy. That's mm-hmm. pure intimacy. And I think a lot of us sometimes get the two mixed up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because what makes us feel good sometimes we think is what's going to make us feel good, you know, mm-hmm. but they're, they're two different things. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, relationships and true intimacy, not, not the sexual part, but let's, let's talk about that intimacy that, that brings us that true joy, the true feelings inside. Anybody want to start? Anybody that's been quiet? Oh, uh, uh, April, I see your hand. You, you move. <laughs> so this is April autumn. So, um, I'm going to jump back to what you said during um, COVID and really people taking the time to really get to know people and have honest conversations. There were so many memes that were out there about people caking on the phone, mm-hmm. right? Because people were taking time to have deep conversations and getting to know each other. 
And so now um, bringing this conversation back full cir- circle to COVID and relationships, now that it's kind of lifting, people are getting to go out and do things, we're going right back to what it was. And we're leaving out that intimate part where, where intimacy into me you see, where we get to share our vulnerabilities Can you with say that each one more time? <laughs> intimacy into me you see. For yeah. my listeners, write that down. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you you share your vulnerabilities with someone. You're open. You're honest. Um, you may be definitely afraid to do so, right. but you are <clears throat> on that <throat> path to discovery and seeing if that person um, can be responsible enough to hold that intimacy with you. Absolutely. And then from that point, maybe have further intimacy, which goes uh, on to the physical and so on and so forth. That PG-13. There stuff. you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to jump in on that conversation? Um, I'll, I'll say something. Um, I agree with what April just said. Um, when she said you have to, um, you know, let, let it out, your feelings and Sometimes in the past, you know, I've been hesitant to do that because you you always think in the back of your mind, well, how does he feel about, you know, should I or shouldn't I? I'm afraid what he's going to say. I mean, we're all human. And sometimes we're afraid to really get real with somebody, tell somebody how we really feel because we are afraid of what's going to come out of that person's mouth, how that person's going to react. Um, but, you know, I agree with you. You really, you know, if you, if you, feel a certain way about that person let them know let them know because i believe listen we only this place is temporary this this life we live here is temporary and like i said keep it real and but another thing when it can, comes to intimacy i like surprises you know even if somebody sends me a card and they don't have to be on valentine's my birthday anniversary <coughs> baby i'm just thinking about you you know or just leave it on the kitchen counter what you know he goes off to work whatever just leave it somewhere for that person to find it that is so i love that you know so to me that's that's intimate that's intimacy so let's go to darius (laughs) hey this is darius um then stephanie so so we've kind of had this discussion uh once before um april and stephanie and we were talking about um men and men being able to express themselves um, and I don't know if you gentlemen will agree with me, but I, you know, as individuals, but I think at least, you know, when we're talking about men in general, being intimate and vulnerable, oftentimes it's hard for men because we're taught not to be that way. Right. Um, and I want to say to all your listeners, especially the women out there, if you are seeking to be intimate and vulnerable uh, with your man, you want him to be vulnerable, the minute he tries or does be vulnerable, you have got to be accepted. Do Absolutely. not cast him down when he's doing it. Do not throw it back in his face or anything like that. Because the minute you do that, you got a man who will never open up again. Because hey, it's Darius, hard enough. Say that again. That. Say that part one more time. <laughs> if you have a man, um, you want him to open up and be vulnerable with you. When he does, be accepting of it. Do not throw anything back in his face. You know, do not, you know show some bad expression or anything like that be accepting of it because if you don't that man will never be vulnerable with you again or anyone because else for that matter right yeah right. exactly right. so 
Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that in there. And one other thing, because you were talking about touch, um, uh, Mark, um, my 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 love language is physical touch. That's one of the reasons I cannot do a long distance relationship because we would not be able to be close enough, proximity enough for me. Um, and I find oftentimes when I discuss that, I do have to say, just like you're saying, I have to say, I am not talking about sex. I'm just right, talking about right. physical intimacy, our, your physical presence, us touching the hands on the shoulder, you know, when we're having conversations, us holding hands, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when you're laughing and you, you, you hit my shoulder stuff, I, that, I feed into that. I like that. Um, so I do like, you know, that, that kind of physical intimacy that has nothing to do with sex. All right, absolutely. Real quick before we get to Stephanie, um, I, I, I did want to add on to what Darius is saying about men. You know, we will shut down in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. If we find a woman that we really like and we open up and we're very vulnerable and it could be her response, like, he, like Darius said, her look, anything, it can shut us down. And once we shut down, like Dre said, we're going to shut down to everybody. And it's hard for us to open up again because we, we as men, we also don't like being hurt, you know. Right. And and when things hurt, we go into <laughs> our man cave in the inside. We're like, no, you ain't coming. I ain't coming back out. You know, if you watch any of the Avengers movies, you know, especially Endgame and all that, the Hulk didn't want to come out, was it? No, not Endgame, um, the one before that. The Hulk didn't want to come out. He was like, nah, I'm stuck inside. I'm good. You know, <laughs> no, you hurt me. I got hurt. I'm staying in. That's how we are as men. Once we get hurt, we're going to go inside and it's going to take a while or it's going to take a very, very special woman or anyone to draw us out. And we don't just instantly pop out. It's going to be a, a slow crawl and if we feel like we can't trust you we go back in you know and and you got a lot of brothers out there walking around with damage you know and mm -hmm. some of us are capable of identifying that i've been hurt i've been damaged you know i'm working through this but you got a lot of men that can't they don't know how to identify it because they've been hurt so bad by someone that they open up to and they just withdraw you know let me go to stephanie she had her hand up so yeah stephanie, hi this is stephanie um I just basically wanted to add to what everybody's saying about intimacy, being vulnerable. Um, you can't have any of that without trust and safety. You cannot be vulnerable if you don't trust a person. Right. You cannot open up if you don't feel safe. So you, you need to ask yourself, do I feel safe with this person? And that means emotionally, sometimes, and for a lot of women, it means physically right. because of, you know, just historically women have been physically harmed more not not that men aren't harmed but women have been harmed more physically right. so you have to have the safety you have to have the trust and then you can be intimate and and vulnerable and and open up right let, let me go back and add something to that too um now i think at some point we've all maybe have possibly been guilty of this Keep our most intimate business off of social media. Mm. I, I I have friends, and I admit it in the beginning, and I will put certain things up there if I was heard about something. I'm like, dang, I shouldn't have put that up there, you know, mm. because now you you're telling the world that you've been hurt by somebody, and people can pinpoint who it is. Oh, he was with that person last <laughs> week. She did it. You know, and that creates a whole nother level of, of hurt, you know, from that person. She's hurt. He's hurt. 
the friends are hurt now the family's hurt this you know and then it creates this ugly cycle that we need to get out of you know and if we're talking about building real intimacy with people keep your personal stuff private yep let's just be real keep it private and i understand we get excited about people we do and we want to tell the world but then you got the grinch over here looking like yeah go ahead and tell it because i'm about to wreck your whole life you know so we got to be very careful you know and i know you know i'm making a little fun of it but we got to be careful um, and then it's like we tell? go ahead Drake. and then it's, it's kind of like you know if, when you put it out there people will know because on monday you're posting pictures you and your boo um so in love y'all kissing or whatever or you're hugging you're at the club tuesday you're at the club wednesday you're not Thursday, you're saying, I can't stand men. <laughs> then they're going, right. all it takes, look, this right here. That's it. All it takes is a little stroll to go right back up to where you were Monday right. to see who you're talking about. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, it's definitely important to keep it off social media. And I think as far as the intimacy, I think um, that is like, it's so many ingredients in that. Mm-hmm. You know, sex is, is, is part of it. Some people say it's like 20%, 30%. Some people say it's 80%. Um, you know, it's, it's a different percentage for each person, whatever, you know, however you feel about it. But I, I think a lot of it is like the, the, the smallest little things, man. Like it's the touching, it's the sending flowers. It's just picking up, you know, picking up dinner so they don't have to cook. Like it's some small right. things that can make mm-hmm. you feel like you're being made love to right even if you're not because it's just you know it's the small things man it could be that text you get in the morning when you yeah. get to work in yeah. the morning it's like yes. oh yes you yeah know? and you know what it is it's like 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 um darius said I, I i call it the same thing i call it like you know my wife calls it love language like what is right, what right. is what is their love language so um so yeah yeah it, it, it intimacy could be so many different things man right it, and, it, and it I, could be it, it could just be putting like honestly though like putting salt on her popcorn for it. like it's just small things small no, things no it is it is the small things small that we things. don't think about that we do for people that shows them that i appreciate you yeah you know yeah. you matter to me and mm-hmm. i and i and i wish that just as a society we can get back to showing people how much we appreciate them not always yeah. what they can give us but just to show that appreciation you know even if it's just a um i just want to say hi I don't want nothing else. I just say, yeah. you know, and it, it's it's unfortunate that we do show that appreciation, but it's usually at funerals, right? Mm. Right. When it's too late, yeah. you know. Give them pe- that, give people their flowers now, where they can yeah. appreciate them. Yeah, and, absolutely. And be able to smell them and, and hold them and say thank you, you know. Mm. Um. So we've been on for quite some time, and this is a great conversation. We might have to do a part two later in the year or 2022 because this year is almost over and I'm done with um, with some of my podcasts but before we leave um, and once again this has been a great conversation about you know relationships and we did touch on a lot of different things and I'm sure we left out a few things but that's okay we can always revisit it I'm gonna go around and y'all just give us you know something words something of encouragement to our listeners you know especially we have single people um in the vitiligo community outside the vitiligo community you know this community here just people in general that are human beings that want relationships that desire a relationship that's going to be sustainable that that's committed you know all these things and just anything words of encouragement we can provide for them so let's start with um april 
Uh, and I think April's on mute, but she's going to pop right back in this year. <laughs> it's April Autumn Sparks here. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Um, the one thing that I want to leave you all with, if you are if you are wanting a relationship with someone, you first have to have a healthy relationship with self. And honestly, that's a difficult thing to do because you, you really have to look at yourself and sometimes say, hmm, my beep stinks. <laughs> See, I beeped it out, Mark. Right. <laughs> my stuff stinks sometimes. This, I might need to tweak this or I might need to right. look at that and really learn how to love yourself and date yourself intentionally. We think a lot about, you know, what we want other people to do for us. But what about what you do for yourself, right? And so when that person comes along, you already have that expectation there. So, yeah. So if you want to reach out to me, um, www.aprilautumnsparks or aprilautumnsparks at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you, April Autumn Sparks. And let's go to Dre. Um, so... My word of encouragement uh, is for single people. Um, just don't give up. You know, and even people who are married and divorced, don't give up. You had an experience um, and, you know, I'm sure you learned something from it, but that, that doesn't mean your social, your dating life is over. So, um, you know, we, we date to intentionally find a significant other. Um, so when Michael Jordan, let's just take Michael Jordan, for instance, when he goes and shoots the ball, his intent is to make that shot and make sure that ball goes in the hoop and it don't always go in. Now if he able to stop right then and there if he, after he missed that first shot and stop, he would have never been Michael Joy. You know, take Derek Jeter plays baseball for the Yankees. You play baseball. For the Yankees. If he swung that first pitch and swung and he missed and he stopped. He would have never been the greatest baseball player that I know. And even with football, you take, um, I'm going to say a Giants player because I'm a Giants fan. You take, um, oh no, heck no. (laughs) You take a, you, you take like Saquon Barkley. He's great. You know, if he ran the ball with the intent of scoring a touchdown, but he didn't score and he got tackled or he fumbled, um, you you know, if he would have gave up, he wouldn't be who he was. So, you know, when you, when you do things like when you're, your intention is to do something and doesn't work out, just, just have some faith. You know, stay strong and just know that um, it's just not your time yet, maybe. Or, you know, just don't give up, though, because, you know, you're going to fail at least five times or, or maybe once or twice before you get it. You you may not hit it on the first mark. Jordan didn't make his first shot that I know of. Saquon Barkley didn't score a touchdown on his first run. And Derek Jeter didn't hit a home run when he first got up the bat. So if those professionals are not on point and hit it at the first time. Well, nobody, I mean, I'm not saying nobody can, but, you know, just give yourself some some time and, and don't give up on a relationship. Absolutely. We're going to go to Millicent, but before we get there, hey, look, you could be like Cam Newton and say, I'm back. It doesn't mean your first time back is going to work for you. <laughs> you out of practice, so you might have to go back and study some more, figure out what I need to do to come back back or <laughs> <a> profession. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just want I, I love the Panthers, so don't 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 y'all feel bad for me. I don't feel like I'm clowning my team, which I still love them as long as they have some good plays. Let's go to Millicent. Um, hi, it's Melly from Connecticut. Um, I just wanted to say um in my life I've been through many stumbling blocks and stepping stones but it's all about how you look at it 
and how you learn from them. But um, like I said, don't, you know, my thing is don't give up when it comes to love. Don't, don't give up. And I think, I, I, I believe, I'm just guessing, I think I'm the oldest, oldest one on this podcast. But um, and I still haven't given up. But I'm, you know, I, you know, I believe in faith, and I don't. <laughs> I've listened. My faith, my faith has continually, you know, walked me through many things. But again, like I said, you wanna, you're gonna go through many stumbling blocks and stepping stones. But it's just how you look at it. Okay, so that's mine. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, and let's go to Daryl next. Um, this has been wonderful. Um. I can just say, make sure that you're very considerate of your person, their feelings, their heart. And um, there's an old song that most people on this podcast will know, and it's called Love Will Keep Us Together. Mm-hmm. And if you truly are considerate and loving of your, your person, love will prevail. I do believe. Absolutely. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate it. Let's go to Stephanie. All right. Um, I want everyone to remember that they are, you are special. You are, you are, you're not an option. So you get to decide if you're going to wait for that person to call. You get to decide if you're going to uh, let them choose you or not. Life is short. Like you could be waiting a year for them to to get it together. You don't have to wait. You have power. You have control over your destiny. So if you have the energy to sit there and wait for somebody to choose you or pick you, go for it. I'm getting old. I don't have time. If you don't recognize who I am and what I am worth, then I'm sorry. And that goes for men and women both. You have something to offer if they don't want it or they don't know if they want it you don't have to wait life is short Absolutely. life is short yeah all right let's go to darius thank you stephanie let's go to darius uh, yes this is darius so my key word is be flexible understand you are dealing with another human being and every human being you know is sophisticated and complicated and flawed and beautiful wonderful all all rolled up in one so we got to stop focusing so much on red flags and reasons to get rid of people and give people a chance. You know, rather than throwing someone away just because they made a mistake the first time, look for patterns first. Give them a chance to see if they consistently do that. And the other thing is communicate. They did something you don't like, communicate it first. And if they continue to do it, then you know you can step away from that person. But I just think we spend too much time trying to find reasons to get rid of people, not be with someone, you know, and and you know we got to understand that you know i mean i know everyone thinks that they are perfect but in lots of other people's eyes you are not and just like you don't think someone else is perfect not is, is isn't perfect lots of people not thinking you're perfect either so be considerate of that give people a chance and a shot absolutely thank you very much darius for the insight um i'm gonna throw my little two or three piece in here too um i would say first of all um be kind and gentle to each other you know we are people on this planet dealing with a lot of different things you know that 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 has nothing to do with relationships however we bring the things that we are dealing with into relationships and sometimes we're we're looking for support 
sometimes we're looking for a voice sometimes we just need somebody to listen to us so when somebody's talking to you and sharing with you and being vulnerable you know make sure you listen and, and don't listen to respond all the time just listen to listen you know a lot of us need people to be there but you have to be present without your words as well um but you know as we are navigating through life and you know as a lot of us are getting older um and desiring or wanting to find that special person just know as you know april said a lot of us have kind of mentioned in very indirect ways and some direct ways you know you got to love yourself that's top priority you know learn how to date yourself it's okay to go out to a restaurant and eat by yourself and enjoy your own company it's okay to go to the movies you know go early nobody's in there go see a movie no why not treat yourself out show yourself that you can love yourself and show yourself that you're worthy of being loved you know because to be honest when you look in the mirror that person is who loves you first you know of course we can bring it spiritually and say god loves us first but when you look in the mirror you're looking at you and you have to love what you see and i know we all look different there are things about us sometimes we point out our flaws but it's not about your flaws you know you go out there and say you know i am worthy of being loved but i love me first so as we start to wrap up this great conversation with my mm -hmm. panel i i love having all of you here i think we had a wonderful discussion um and to our listeners out there i hope you find something that was said that that you can bring to heart that can help you you know navigate your next relationship or help you in your current relationship you know whatever you decide to do you know what's what's happening in your current situation um but I, I would like to in the future bring this group back um just to discuss a little bit more maybe mid 2022 because i think it's important for us to have conversations about dating relationships um in particular our community meaning people you know it's very important so for our listeners you have been listening to living life and love at night i'm your host mark braxton from raleigh north carolina and remember to love yourself you know looking at mirror say i love you take your phone take a selfie and also say i love you you'll take care have a good night god bless you you have been listening to living life and love with your host mark braxton this podcast was sponsored by my vitiligo team Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.